Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Mark Deering with Next 5 Fitness out of Michigan. Mark, what is going on? Happy Thursday. Happy Friday, Junior. <laughs> What's going yeah. on? How are you feeling today? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Always good. Always good. Me. We're excited to have you on. Thanks for um, you know, before we dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with Next 5 Fitness, you know, uh, we want to give you the floor and give the viewers a little bit of a perspective, right? In your own words, Mark, how would you describe Next 5 Fitness and what you guys do? Um, well, we're uh, like a smaller boutique type gym, um, studio, if you will. And we are more of a uh, circuit training gym. So our gym is um, made up of uh, stations or circuits and um it's it's basically a, a planned for the member routine so they don't have to come in think about what they're going to do um we just get everything going for them and then uh and go from there so yeah, yeah. i love that let the professionals do what they need to do and let you right. not be concerned about what's going to go on i yeah. love that because <laughs> you're making decisions all day <laughs> might as well make it easier at the end of the day here right, right. or beginning exactly. so awesome mark i appreciate the explanation there um, just kind of start, start with the basics here, right? I mean, Mark, yeah. how many members are you guys serving currently? Yeah. So right now we're at a, a right around 120. Um, it fluctuates here and there, but that's our pretty constant number, um, yeah. right now. And, yeah. um, yeah, so that's where we're at. Awesome. So 120. And so, uh, you know, just curious, I mean, for you guys, I mean, every, cause obviously there's a difference between traditional gym, studio, circuit training, whatever you want to say, but for you guys, Mark, I mean, what's been the best method to get new people through the door and interested in next five fitness? Well, I mean, that's, it's always, it seems like it's always kind of a learning experience or trial and error. We're doing different, yeah. you know, doing different things. I mean, if I can step back for a second, um, you know, our gym is six years old. Um, and it's taken us probably four years, and that's even during COVID, <clears throat> to even break 100. <clears throat> so um, there was a lot of trial and error. And I'm not even saying, like, we have the magic bullet yet, because every time that we feel like we find something, um, something changes. Um, yeah. So what gets somebody in today, <clears throat> two weeks from now or a month from now, six months from now, it's going to be something different. Um, so we're always kind of experimenting with social media. Um, we have um, programs. So we have like a program set in place. It's, it's like an online, offline, and then a joint venture. So we have three different channels that we use to, so we always have something going. Um, like, you know, people coming through our, we call it a, a sales funnel. I guess everybody does, but of course, we have yeah. a funnel that we use and then we have three different ones. So then we can feel like what, which ones, what are we doing here with this effort? Um, like right now, our joint venture, um, I don't know if I need to explain that, but our joint venture right now is not really providing a lot, um, but we're, that's where we work with another like-minded business, chiropractor, tanning salon, hair and nails, uh, IV infusions right now. That's big. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then we tap into them <clears throat> like through their social media. Um, so it's kind of a back and forth. So anyway, sorry about the, yeah. the explanation no, 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 on that, no, no. but, no. but yeah, so that's what we do. And then our offline might be something where, 
Um, you know, there's a big uh, half marathon this this uh, this weekend, so we'll be promoting stuff there. Um, uh, we will, um, and other thing, I'm, I'm kind of lost for words on what we do with the, uh, <clears throat> with the offline, but that might be flyers, mailers, um, going door to door, dropping off some information about what we do here at the gym. And then yeah. online, obviously is our social media and our, um, website. So, yeah, yeah no, I, Mark, I love the versatility, <laughs> right? I think it's in between of, of, of being able yeah. to do the old school guerrilla marketing that all traditional gyms tell you to do in that. I think everybody still does to this day, but also yeah. to have that, that, that asset of social media, right? Cause I think it's so true what you said where innovation, especially in this industry is, is constant, right? I mean, think about with COVID, how much an innovation or innovative right. era that was for the fitness industry specifically. <laughs> right. Sure. And it's, I mean, it goes to show, I think number one to show that the industry is valuable and that value is still there. Cause some people were just kind of, I mean, I think prior people were just, kind of lollygagging getting a membership going in sometimes this and that but now it's like this is major and we need this and i think we all know that and that's why you can see we're going online doing all these things so but i I love that i love that you're capitalizing on all ends market you're not limiting yourself to one avenue right because i think a lot of people just focus on that word of mouth or they're just focused on offline approaches because they're not too savvy on marketing but it's totally okay it's totally okay so i love that mark love that you're always looking to grow here and so you know Curious about this too, Mark. I mean, you said you're at like that 120 mark, but I mean, if leads, clients, all of these things were hypothetically unlimited, of course, I mean, how much higher can you go than 120? Well, you know, that's a conversation I have with my business coach on a you know monthly basis. And, you know, right now our gym probably is at somewhat of a capacity at 120. <clears throat> so then the question is, <clears throat> what do you do to create more revenue? Because if you can only have a building that fits so many people, you either expand out and then risk <clears throat> having two things going, and then one <clears throat> one might fail or one might not be as good. So we're looking at the unlimited potential in our facility right now. So we have five classes in the morning, and we have three classes in, at night, um, and then and we can service that. Now we don't we're, we don't have 120 people coming through the door every single day. It's like you know, it's probably not, it's not even 60% right now that are coming through the door right now, but it's summer. Um, so we look at other things that, well, what can we do um, to create more revenue? Because not only do we have a membership goal number, we also have a revenue number. So our revenue number is a little bit lower than where I want it to be right now. Um, so we are in the process of like adding an afternoon class. So we're going to start gotcha. with, uh, you know, two classes in the afternoon build that up and hit another market that we kind of, I don't want to say kind of forgot about, but we didn't think about like the, the second shift type of, uh, you know, employee, if you will, the, the nurses, the police officers, the, you know, whomever, um, Mm -hmm. the, the, the older demographic that we, we don't really necessarily not service, but when you look at our gym, you wouldn't think of a, you know, 65 plus person coming in. So we're going to try to tailor, some of our marketing right now that we're doing is towards that and it's promoting that class. So now we just opened up an area for more revenue and then more growth as well. Yeah. And I think that's also the challenge, but also the luxury of having gen pop is, I mean, you have to be open-minded and and broad. Right. And I think you have to appeal to to different demographics. And if that means creating different ads that will bring people through the door, that's totally fine. But, that's if, if you want to go with the battle of gen pop, of course, I mean, you have to do those things, but 
I think it pays dividends in the end, right? Because it's better yeah. to, to service everybody than to service a singular group, right? I mean, obviously debatable right. on, on depending on what you're doing, but I feel like for gyms, Gen Pop is the best route to go. And I, I could agree with that, Mark. So great stuff there. And so yeah. moving on to this question, I mean, Mark, how do you how do you track this stuff? I mean, how do you manage these metrics, these numbers? How do you know where or when people started and, and how long they've been with you, the lifetime value? How do you understand those metrics? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we just switched over our management software um, from what we to a new one. Um, I don't know if I can say it, but we use Zen Planner um, for uh, familiar yeah. tracking software uh, membership. Uh, anyway, so what we do, that gives us uh, metrics in there, reports on um, how long a member's been with us, how many days they've been um, consistent in the gym. It gives us tracking information on, uh, obviously, when they started. Um, the biggest thing right now is the retention. So we're trying to utilize this as a way of keeping people involved. Um, I know you asked me about tracking, but um, retention is just as important as tracking. I mean, it is tracking, but yeah. we're, um, we're using um, like an automation. So we have automation set up in our system that will reach out to a person before it gets uncomfortable to call them. Cause I don't know if any gym owners feel the same way I do, but it's like, you know, once you get past like that 14 day and you haven't seen somebody or maybe 30 day and you're like, I haven't seen them. And now I feel weird calling them like, Hey, where you been? And then you're like, you're, you're afraid that they're going to say, you know, I want to cancel my <laughs> membership right now. So I'm just gonna, you know, so then yeah. you don't call them. So we set up these automations and then we also get an email ourselves that says this person just got this automation. So then we can always go back and give them a personal call and say, Hey, we're just checking in on you. I didn't see you in a couple of days. Haven't seen you in four, whatever it might be. How's everything going? Um, so, um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like it, we track it really well. I also use an Excel spreadsheet. Um, so it's a little redundant, but it gives me a quick snapshot of where I'm at. So each month we have like our leads coming in, we have our front end offers, we have our core offers, um, and then we have our cancellation. So everything gets a check and everything gets a dollar value associated with it. So I can do a snapshot and look at like, okay, here's the people that may have canceled. Here's the people we signed up. Here's what funnel they're in. Are they in the lead funnel? Who's following up with that lead? Um, and then what's the potential value of that customer when they join? So we have like, all of our, um, well, I wouldn't say all of them, but 90% of our memberships that we sell are like a six month commitment. Um, wow. So we know that what that dollar amount is. I gotcha. That's awesome. And I think that's great. I think I, I love how in depth you got with that. I think that's important because I think you just showcase the value of, of what tracking can do for you and, and all the avenues you can go with it, right? I mean, there is so many things that you can do that. I think a lot of people just go, oh yeah, I use this and, and that's kind of it. It's okay, well, what do you do with that? And I think that's so important, right? Because I think that's fitness professionals, right? I mean, look, we track our macros, how much weight is on the bar, you know, how many times we've going to the gym, but then we don't track our metrics. It doesn't make any sense. So, so I love that. I love yeah, that. Mark. It's, and it's, I mean, you got to make this as easy as possible. I mean, this, this, this business isn't easy. I mean, I don't know if Definitely anybody not. goes out there and says it is, but it's like, it's really difficult. I mean, it's not that it's not fun. It's, I, I love the challenge of um, signing up members. I love the challenge of talking to people um, about our gym to them to see like, you know, like listening to their, their story and seeing how we can make a connection. Um, 
you know, I had a conversation with, a, like, I don't, don't want to get too far off track, but I had a conversation with a, a prospect last night. And she's just like, I'm not really ready yet. And I'm like, hey, I get it. I said, I understand that you're not ready. And I said, you know, the light bulb has to go on for you. I said, I feel like you're really close, but I'm like, you have everything you need right now to get started, but you have to make your want strong enough um, and it's not there or your why is I said, you want it right yeah. now, but you don't really know why you want it. And then I said, as soon as it does, it's like a light switch that, you know, kicks off or kicks yeah. on. And then Very you're going to be calling me and say, Hey, I'm ready to do it. And I said, that's where I want you, you know? So I left her with a nice text message after we hung up and, you know, just, you know, taught her, you know, what some, you know, encouraging yeah. stuff. Um, but you know, that's the fun part right there. Um, some people don't like the, the calls. Some people don't like to do the work, the ugly work, but that's the kind of stuff that I, I like to do. Yeah. Um, but, um, so it, yeah, anyway, so no, yeah, I, keeping, I love that. I love yeah, that. Keeping track of your, your numbers, you have to, uh, cause if you don't, you're, you're going to fail. I mean, it's, or you might not fail, but you're just going to be chasing your tail. You're just going to like every month. It's like, I'm living month to month or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm nursing this business month to month. I'm like, I got enough money to pay the rent this month, or I have enough money to, or I don't have enough money to pay whomever. So we just started off and we started out that way. And I don't want to go too far in the backstory, but yeah, but so I, I've seen a lot, um, to, to get us to where we're at today. Yeah. No, a hundred. And Mark, I want to say this. I mean, I always said, right. And I'm going to be as candid as possible here. I mean, I think yeah. selling in, the, in fitness is probably one of the hardest industries to sell. And I mean, cause you're selling the belief in some, in someone that they don't have in themselves. Right. Right. Cause <clears throat> she doesn't believe that she can do it. And I mean, not, no, nothing yeah. against that prospect of course. Right. But right. she doesn't believe she can accomplish it yet. And, yeah. and that's literally what you're selling is a belief they don't have. And, and, yeah. and, that's literally, I mean, if you think about it in, in a different sense, I'll, I'll kind of give an example. It's like trying to sell somebody because it's literally sales, but sell somebody right. who's Jewish on why they should be Christian. You know, that's literally what you're doing because the belief they don't have. And that's, that's just, I mean, that sounds ridiculous, right? When you think about it that way, but it's like, that's literally what you're doing here. Somebody who has never been in shape before, who's struggled with it probably countless times. And you're literally telling them probably the same thing or something maybe a little different, but they have to believe yeah. them. And it, I really feel like it comes down to how you make them feel. They have to, because like, yeah, you think about it like this when they're like, oh, you know, everything sounds good, but it doesn't feel right. Yeah. People make decisions based on emotion. So you got to just get them over that hump. So yeah. I, I love that you shared that story, Mark. Again, such a great perspective, yeah. man. I love that. And I appreciate the transparency of you being able to talk about that stuff as well. So thank you for that, Mark. Yeah, for sure. Um, Going to ask a little bit of a longer-winded question here, Mark, but one of my favorite questions here, um, if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, let me know, but it's a good way to kind of self-reflect here. So what we've been discussing this entire podcast and what we use pretty predominantly in the fitness and gym industry are going to be three pillars of business. It's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So Mark, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? <laughs> there's you got to touch on all of them really um <clears throat> the lead gen though is something that's really new to me um mm -hmm. we just started lead gen like in october of last year so okay because i kind of felt like we <clears throat> this is a great i, I don't know if it's going to be great but it was one of those things that we thought that we couldn't afford because lead gen isn't okay. cheap and we were just coming out of COVID. We're just coming over the, the recovery of that financially. And 
So for someone to say, you're going to spend a thousand dollars a month in lead gen plus $500 for, for, you know, just because you're using our company, uh, kind of scared me a little bit, but we, I said, you know what, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it for three months and see what we get. So with the first company that we used, um, not really great leads, um, at all. Um, we did close a couple of deals, but nothing not to justify, but if I can back up a little bit, if you know what the, if you know what the long-term goal of your member is, it's not one month, it's your 12 months or your six months. So if you're looking at one member and you're like, oh, that's only $120 a month. It's not, you know, it's $700 a year or it's, you know, $1,200 a year. So that, that's how you got to kind of change your thinking of it. Don't look yeah. at it by one month, looking at it by 12. Um, but then to go back uh, to this lead gen, so we switched companies. I took a month off, found another company, super awesome company to work with. Um, I can go in and make changes there. So, you know, what they do, and I don't want to make a commercial for them, but what they do is they teach me how to do it. They're not just doing it. And then I'm like, I don't know, it's not working. What do we do? So they're educating me on how to do this process, which, you know, like, what am I paying you for? But now I get it. Like I get the value. So um, our lead generation is huge and it's what we do with that process. So that's, you know, that's like a five-step process right there from lead to phone call, to booking an appointment, to getting them in for a free trial, to signing them up, you know, um, and, and that, again, that's kind of the part that I'm starting to wrap my head around and, and enjoy. Um, so that's important. Um, keeping them, the retention. You know, we have a lot of members that have been, well, 40% of our members have been with us um, for five years, okay. which is, I feel like it's huge. Um, we, I, I wouldn't say that we have a revolving door of, of members, but you know, like life happens. And when it seems like it happens, it happens all at one time. I'm like, really? <laughs> we just got to this number. Yeah. And then like, where, where did 10 people go? You know, like, oh, did you call that but um, <laughs> so like, it's a constant and that's a mind game for me. Like it just, it just, it messes with my mind. It's like, gosh, I worked so hard to get, you know, like 15 people and we just lost seven, but it's like, but we gained seven. So, um, or eight, whatever. Um, but uh, so that the, the retention is a constant, but we try different things to keep. So we, we, we try different things to keep people, our members like involved um, and plugged into, I wouldn't say our system, but like our system of the gym. So one of the things that we do each month is we have something called become fit friends and we kind of named it BFF week. We do this every week or excuse me, every month. Uh, where members can bring in their friends, work out with them. They get a free week to come in. We bring in some vendors. Um, they get to experience new things they might not be able to experience outside, try different products. Um, so that's one of the things that we do. And we, we do this every month. Some people are like, oh, it's too much you're doing. It's like, you know what? No, if we stop doing it, then people are going to be like, hey, where did it go? Um, so that's one of the things that we do to try to keep people um, you know, involved. Um, because then we'll go out and ask them like, Hey, what do you, uh, what did you see out in the market that you want to try that you don't really want to spend like, you know, hundred dollars on a product to, 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 to try it out like a protein mix or something. Um, so we'll have that, uh, we do different things with, um, uh, as far as retention, like we use the MyZone bands that helps people keep, uh, stay involved, um, see what their heart rates like, see where their calories burn. Um, we just uh, added a piece of equipment called an in-body body composition analysis. So we use, 
those things to kind of keep them going and then work I wouldn't say constantly in their face, but like once a week, we put out a newsletter on Facebook, kind of telling everybody what's going on for this week, what happened last week. Um, and then that gives them a form and then everybody kind of just jumps in and starts adding stuff to it. So, um, yeah, so I, I, forgive me, I don't remember what the middle, middle one was there. You said uh, acquisition, the acquisition, well, the acquisition is in the, in the lead gen. I think I kind of hit on that. Um, the acquisition, um, you know, that comes, you know, obviously from our lead gen, but like we have a referral program here at the gym. So, I mean, and I don't know if that's what you're really asking, but like, um, again, it comes from those three, those three, um, um, channels that we use the online, yeah. offline and, and, uh, and joint ventures. So, yeah. um, but probably the lead gen is probably the one is, well, I mean, that, I feel like that's the, that's the foundation right there. You have to have that, you know, we, we've tried it where people just walk in and sign up. That's great, but that doesn't happen often. Uh, we have to be on people's face or out in the public uh, through social media. And I know that on my own abilities with social media, that's not going to happen with me. So the lead gen yeah. is the, probably the best for me. I, and I appreciate the transparency and the honesty. I mean, again, I, that you hit it right on the head with everything. Cause I mean, there's no wrong answers here, right? This is your yeah. show. I'm telling you that Mark. So, but that's awesome stuff again. And especially with you diving into all of them. I mean, that that's major. I mean, and knowing that you can improve everywhere. I think that's, that's what makes the most successful right. gym owner just knowing that there is no peak. There's always more, there's always more right. you can improve on. There's, there's you're, if you stop learning, you're not, you're, Hey, they say you're growing yeah. or you're dying. Right. And right. <laughs> you don't want to die. <laughs> so, exactly. Uh, la last two questions for you, Mark, my two sure. favorite questions. What's the bigger picture for you? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? Well, you know, the quick answer is when I started the gym, I thought that we would have a hundred members in six months, not knowing that it was going to take me four years to do it. And then we'd be shut down for three months and then have to rebuild a little bit. But really, that was the best thing that happened to us. Um, wow. So my my quick answer was, I want to have four gyms open, have a business model that works. And that's as far as my thinking got me at the time. Um, six years later, we have one gym. I feel like it does very well. Are we ready to open up another gym? We're close. There's a lot of things that are holding me back mentally from opening up another gym. Um, you know, like, uh, like, uh, you know, they say you're only breaking through a piece of paper, but you're looking at it like it's a, uh, you know, a brick wall. Um, so I know it's just pushing through that fear of <laughs> taking that next step to open up another gym. We're technically ready to open up another gym, but then it's, you know, there's, there's some barriers. So long-term I'd like to have this as a, a complete business model where we can open up another gym, um, and really help, you know, again, going off track a little bit, but our model is set up for a personal trainer to come in, open up a gym and run it using our system and, and have success with it. And that's what we're doing right now. It's just kind of testing all this stuff with our members. Yeah. So we're hoping that we have a model that we might be able to scale at some point, um, possibly sell. So that's kind that. of, uh, that's kind of my, that's kind of my vision, but right now it's just like, it's kind of, it's kind of cloudy, but, um, cause I feel like we've had a, made a lot of gain in the past 24 months, uh, or growth and, um, you know, 
the other thing about that though is separating myself from the gym because if you if you create a model where everybody sees your face then you're the magic in the gym i don't want to be the magic in the gym i want the gym to have its own magic and that's going to be through our other trainers that are here everybody has their own personality and that's what's going to make your gym my gym successful so it's knowing that. that you don't have to be that you know that personal trainer that runs the gym allow other people to shine and then you'll shine brighter mark that was a mic drop of an answer and i would say it's a good place to close it out but i have one more for you but go ahead man sorry <laughs> that was a great answer um and this was the entertaining question i was mentioning yeah. before so uh, some people understand it some sure. people don't but just if, sure. if you need me to repeat i'll, I'll yeah go ahead. i think it makes sense mark if you could go back in time to when you first started the gym here next five right and, yeah. and and sit yourself down with the with all the knowledge you know now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started the gym what would that advice be for you mark wow dude you can go in so many directions with that um <clears throat> well <laughs> I probably wouldn't have started with, a, uh, I would probably wouldn't have started with a partner. Um, I okay. probably, but at the same time in the journey that was needed in order to get where you're at today. So I can't go back and say like, I wish I wouldn't have had that because who knows where we'd be. Um, True. Just, just trust that what you're doing is getting you somewhere you might not see it right now but it will reveal itself in time um so i don't know exactly 100 percent what i would change other than like i said probably not having a partner um at the time um because i trusted i trusted somebody and it didn't work so <laughs> i don't know that's what I got. <laughs> yeah, there's still a mic drop of an answer. I'll tell you that because it's deep. It is deep. And I'm not even yeah. going to interrupt them. I love it. I love yeah. it. It's a good place to wrap things up with this episode of Mark. Yeah. Before we sign out, you know, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you may have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Yeah, well, you can find us at um, nextfivefitness.com. Um, you can reach out to us at um, nextfivefitness at gmail.com. Our Instagram is at nextfivefitness, um, Facebook um at next five fitness so yeah if you if anybody has any questions or wants to check us out uh see what we're doing you know we try to keep everything open so like if there's we talk to other gym owners and we share ideas so it's not like this i can't share an idea with somebody because they're going to steal my thing it's like listen you know what we're doing and we can learn a lot from everybody else so there we go mark i love the, i love the humility the humbleness yeah. here we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution yeah. to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Mark, don't forget, if you could stick around for two more seconds, I just want to let you know how you're getting the podcast. Got it. I'd appreciate Thanks. it. Thank awesome. you. And, uh, and to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with us very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, 
Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on this show is Derek from Anytime Fitness out in Bellingham, Washington. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good, Brooke. How are you? I'm great. Excited to have you here. Thanks for joining me bright and early in the morning. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to learn more about your Anytime Fitness location, but before we kind of dive into the business side here, I would love to hear a little bit of background, Derek. You know, what was it that made you decide to purchase this business, become a gym owner? Um, so I've been in the fitness industry for about <clears throat> seven years prior on a, another, uh, fitness business and, and, um, uh, I had gotten approached by somebody that was saying that this particular Anytime Fitness location in Stanwood, uh, Washington was um, struggling and uh, needed some help and originally came to the facility just to be like a consult and help out. Um, saw how bad it was and decided that I wanted to see if I could turn it around and make sure that the clients were getting what they deserved out of me. I um, love that. I so, so you really like decided to become a gym owner because you wanted to make sure that the clients at this facility were getting the best level of service and were actually able to reach their goals. And that's an amazing reason to become a, a gym owner. Now, what I would love for you to do here is just kind of, um, you know, give us your elevator pitch of your Anytime Fitness location, just in case the listener here isn't familiar with the brand. And I do think that they all are a little bit different anyway. So kind of explain to us, you know, the services that you offer, who you are, paint a picture for us. Absolutely. Um, so cool things about Anytime Fitness, open for seven. Uh, 365 for our members. Um, everybody here gets a coach. We don't call our uh, trainers trainers. They do more than train, um, which most trainers do anyway. But uh, they're really here as a resource, a nutritional resource, a recovery resource, um, obviously a physical fitness resource, and then a mental health or performance resource as well. Um, and the leveling of engagement of the coach really depends on our client. And so um, I think that's probably the main thing that differentiates us from other brands is that you get an expert that is in the gym, but not a robot. It's not someone who's virtual. They're a real live person. And um, they're here to make sure that all of our clients, their needs. Um, that's our, that's probably my best elevator. Okay. I like it. So you guys are offering, you know, people can come in and kind of do their own thing if that's what they want, but you also offer like that personalized kind of coaching, um, one-on-one -on -one style. And you also mentioned to me off air that you guys have a semi-private style as well. So a few people kind of training at once. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we do semi-private trainings where, you know, you can get couples that like to train with each other or friends that want to get together in a group and, and start a routine and train with each other. 
Um, we do some challenges here and there. I guess that's kind of the closest we can we kind of get to having like a class, but a little bit a little bit different. We don't have like a Okay, so um, with that, you know, you're offering the semi-private, you're offering the the one-on-one, -on -one, you're offering the open style. What percentage of your revenue would you say is coming from the personal coaching, the one-on-one -on -one side of things? Probably in the, I think our PT penetration is probably in like the 20% range. It's pretty good. Um, for an open model gym, like, you know, typically it is a lot lower. Um, so it's good. And I'm sure like you would love to continue to grow that number, I would assume. Right. Yeah. Um, but we're really aware of what that looks like. Um, yeah. you know, scaling to me is not just a, it's not like opening the fire hose. It's got to be calculated. And so, we really are aware of what our um, what our client load looks like, what each client needs, and how do we service them, and then that kind of determines whether or not we kind of want to open the floodgates or, yeah. or do we need to kind of be yep. a little bit stagnant. Especially recently, um, hiring is a uh, always has been a challenge for everybody um, for the last two years, and so I think. Um, making sure that we don't burn our, our, our coaches out and, and right. make sure that they have a good work life balance. So yeah, but obviously everybody loves, loves growing, right? Yeah. yeah. So when the timing is right too, like you don't want to overdo it with the trainers that you currently have. And so it's just a matter of like when the timing is right, probably bringing somebody else on board. And I like how you said you're very metic meticulous with that. And, you know, you don't want to just like open the fire hose. You want to make sure that it makes sense. The client needs to get the attention that they deserve from the coach and, and all of that. So, um, you know, just membership wise, kind of uh, talk to us about that. How many members do you guys have? And then what's the square footage of the space that you're working with? Yeah, so um, we have about 720 members and got 6,000 square foot space. Okay. That's pretty good. Um, you know, it's a pretty big location for being anytime fitness. And we've kind of already discussed that, you know, off air, but, you know, sitting at around 720 members, I always like to ask is, you know, that a number of members where you guys are kind of, you know, halting, stopping, stepping on the brakes, or are you looking to kind of hit the gas and get new regular members in the gym? Um, it's a great question. It, it it kind of varies from from quarter to quarter for us. Um, we really look at our usage very very closely and see what our usage look like, um, uh, and then kind of determine whether we want to, you know, step on the gas, do a little bit more marketing, try to get those leads in, or whether we want to kind of dial it back. Um, I'm uh, uh, the mindset that always are collecting leads and so um my version of dialing back might be a little bit different than other people's because we're we're always we're always in the in the uh, market to collect you never know what's gonna happen um okay so for yeah so you know since you are the type of person who likes to consistently collect leads you want to be able to help more people kind of 
talk to us about what you're doing to actively aid that growth process. You know, what does marketing and all of that look like for you? Wow. Um, our marketing plans are, are pretty robust. Um, I think the main thing that we look for is when, we, when we're, we're driving leads um, to whatever funnel we're driving them through, uh, whether that's the Anytime Fitness um, national campaigns or whether we're doing our own local PPC ads, whether it's Google or Bing or uh, Yelp or whatever we're going to utilize. Um, uh, the the, the kind of key is is making sure that a uh, those those leads are being taken care of properly, right? And 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 b making sure that we're um, doing our best job. And when I say our, I talk about ownership. When I'm doing my best job at making sure that those leads come in clean and 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 uh, have some intent behind them, so. We don't do a lot of social media marketing. Um, we do some, a little bit, but we don't do a lot of it. Um, the the brand Anytime Fitness is a national corporation. They do some, but uh, we don't really do a lot of it. We spend a lot of our time on a pay per click model, um, that have intent, uh, targeting um, geographic areas, things like that. And then once we get them, the other piece of it is is retaining them and keeping them and getting them to refer people. And so we have a, um, a system that we uh, employ where we touch people about 30 different times or so um, in the course of a 12 month time period. Um, that's our goal is to touch every single person that we have in our database about, about 30 different, 30 different ways where I don't say different ways, but 30 different times in a couple of different ways. Um, we'll send them cards, uh, text messages, email, um, uh, phone call. So we do a lot of different stuff. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you, like you mentioned, uh, many different things there that you're doing. And um, you mentioned that you are doing some targeted kind of pay-per-click stuff. On what platform is that on? Um, so we do two separate versions of it, but... Um, we use mostly Google. Okay. We do um, pay-per-click ads through them. Uh, and, then we, and we also do um, Bing as well. Think under utilized um, uh, platform. Uh, a lot of people don't realize if you have um, older clients, mm -hmm. um, most of the time they grab a laptop or a um, phone or a computer and they sit down and they open up their browser and a lot of times it's Internet Explorer and the default search engine is Bing and they don't change that. And so, um, and Bing's super cheap. Um, okay. So Bing, Google, those have been big things for you. And you also mentioned something there, you know, that I thought was really interesting was that you guys really don't utilize social media. Um, what's your reasoning behind that? I'm just curious to know. Yeah. So <clears throat> we don't spend a lot of money on social media. We utilize it. But we don't spend a lot of money on social media. The reason why is for me, 
social media is a fairly passive way to generate leads. Um, and, and I really spend a lot of my time making sure the leads that come in for our people to be able to tour and sell have a lot of intent behind it. And so um, the way we use our social media is really more of a branding or awareness tool, um, not necessarily a lead generation tool, um, which isn't like, you know, I know a lot of gyms that use social media as a lead generation tool and they do it really well. Um, I We have just found that it's a lot cleaner for us when we do it where we're um, able to make sure that the dollar that we spend on the lead is a, is a lead that is really, really intent on coming and purchasing a gym membership. It makes it so that our close rate is uber high. It makes it so that we um, spend the money and the time where we think we need to be spending it instead of trying to find that diamond in the rough. You know, you can get a thousand leads out of a, uh, do a really, really great uh, social media campaign but not all those convert at a very high rate for us. So we kind of dialed back on the lead generation in that way, even though the branding does passively get the lead generation for us, right? People do come through on social media, but mostly. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I definitely get what you're saying. And I think that, um, it's nice to have leads that are ready to go. I mean, who doesn't want to have a lead that has intent when they click on the ad 100% to commit to a membership. But I do think in a way by only, you know, doing ads on like places where people are already looking for us, we're limiting ourselves because typically the people who need us the most are the people that are not Googling gym near me or they aren't looking for a gym to go to. Um, I've, you know, seen from my experience, you know, by putting an ad on Facebook, that's what I used. Um, I have people who are like, wow, I didn't even know that you guys existed. And I didn't know that CrossFit was something that I could do, but here I am. And they've been with us for six, seven, eight months. Um, and so I was just kind of curious to see your reasoning behind that. Um, is it something that you guys foresee ever trying or are you going to stick with you know leads who are 100 percent you know their intent is to sign up um so <clears throat> i want to make sure that that i that i kind of clear that up so yeah. we still we still do um some branding and marketing on social media we just aren't as focused i think as other gym owners and gyms are on it um we took over we took this place over june of 2020 and in washington state at that time gyms were closed there was no there was, there was no action in, in here um and the previous ownership had a pretty bad reputation previous gyms closing so you can imagine the moment that gyms closed there was a mass exodus um, what we did was we used social media as a reputation control agent. And it, again, it does grab some people. We just don't spend the bulk of our money on it just because uh, the brand awareness in our market 
is fairly easy to get when we're out in the public, when we are doing goodwill type activities. Um, we love throwing events. We love um, uh, kind of grabbing leads in that way. And so we'll use social media for stuff like that, hubbing an event, hubbing a challenge, doing, um, uh, you know, giving a shout out to a member, stuff like that. Social media is great. But for uh, from a paid advertising standpoint, um, we just seen at our locations more bang for a buck when we really focus in on that paper. That's kind of where, okay. where, where, where we stand. It's not like I'm not against it. I have another business that's not related to the gym industry. All we do is advertising the way that I, I do. So you're basically saying like, if you were getting a better return on your investment for it, it's something that you would do more frequently, That's but like the cost per lead, just like, it, it doesn't make sense. It makes more sense to do it in other methods. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, I think that's what the, what, what always comes down to, right. The bottom line is, is uh, what's your return on your investment? What's the return on the time that it's spent trying to, nurture a client to come in get a tour of our facility sit down sign up how much time does that how much time does that take um and 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 are they really truly committed to wanting to be how how much do you have to work to get them to stay and all of that all of that kind of comes into play with it so when you're able to um when you're able to kind of get yourself focused mm -hmm in your lead generation, I think it, that, that it helps, um, it helps kind of narrow that mindset. Okay. Okay. Um, so I want to make sure we have time to ask, you know, a few more questions. Uh -huh. And this next question I like to ask, cause I think that it serves like as a really good talking point for those that are listening to the show, but like, what would you consider to be your biggest business related bottleneck obviously I know that you mentioned hiring has been a challenge right now and everybody answers with hiring so I want you to try to kind of think outside the box yeah. a little bit you know it for this bottleneck you know if you don't clear out of the way it might hold you back down in the future so kind of think about bottlenecks you're facing in the business right now I think it's just as valuable for us to talk about the stuff that's going good and that we're crushing it with as it is the stuff that's like we're still trying to figure it out yeah, that's good. Um, that's a great question. Um, question that I ask myself daily because it's the only way you can improve, right? You got to embrace that. Um, I think for us, the biggest bottleneck is uh, probably client communication and just once they become a member, not being too canned or robotic in our responses. And, you know, we have this 30 point touch system that we've put in place and, you know, we've got, you know, we're sending out emails and stuff, but it, it can't be junk, right? It can't be something that people don't find value in. Um, it's gotta be something that is heartfelt. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest bottleneck because when you have so many people and you don't have the staffing or the resources to do stuff like that, 
it, it, it lends people to be able to take shortcuts in it, copy and pasting, going really fast to try to get through and retouch all of the members and make sure that we get all the um, in, you know, in gym signage up and, and stuff like that. And it's just not as personal as I think um, our clients should be receiving. So if you want to say, Bob, I would probably say client communication. We could do a way better job. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think the more that we're communicating with the clients, typically, the better our retention is, um, you know, with 720 members, I'm sure you have a percentage of members who don't even use the membership. Uh, and we're always all going to have that. And so the more that we can communicate with our members and show them that we're there, that we see them, that they're heard, um, you know, the better that active membership rate is, and typically the better our retention is as well. Um, you know, you can do the automated communication thing and make it seem a little bit more real, but then you have to worry about, you know, do we ha do I have the staff available to respond to these messages? Um, and that is really, really difficult. I typically kind of look every week at our at-risk members and I try to reach out to them personally, you know, the members who haven't been in for, you know, a week or two, and then I'll reach out to them and send them personal video messages or texts or whatever I can think of to, you know, try to trigger that response in them where they're like, all right, I'm going to come into the gym. Um, cause we don't want to lose members. <laughs> um, right. Absolutely. Good. How many staff members do you guys have? Uh, we have three. Okay. So what do you feel like has to happen for you to kind of eliminate that bottleneck and increase the level of communication that your members get? Um, it kind of all boils back down to staffing um, and not just hiring bodies, right? Like I can go find, you know, a high school kid that wants job like that's that is easy right right but going and getting somebody that fits with our culture that has the same goals and standards that we have mm -hmm. um that that is a different type of hiring and and um it it gets it gets uh uh difficult to do it's been difficult to do and so i think that would probably be the best is if i can we can find more staff so that we can workload a little bit and give people a little bit more bandwidth. Um, our coaching staff is really, really great. They need, uh, they need to be able to not have so many clients on them. Cause again, at our facility, everybody gets a coach, right? And so um, not only are they reaching out to clients that maybe are stagnant that are haven't been coming to the gym but they're building nutrition plans they're um building exercise and workout plans and schedules for clients that are are active and engaging clients that are active as well and um hosting their own challenges and doing all of those things takes a lot of bandwidth and so um i think that's probably you know bottleneck is communication but the solve would just be allowing people to have a little bit more bandwidth again you know 
we do a great job here and, and um, my staff does a fantastic job here of utilizing the tools and resources that they have and articulating the tools and resources that the client has available to them. So we do a lot of self-help with clients as well, like just showing them where to get valid information. Um, you know, fitness world and nutrition world is full of all sorts of information that is gimmicky and not really useful. And so being able to weed through that for our clients is a big deal as well. Yeah. Yeah. It is a tricky thing to kind of figure that balance and build out that, you know, line of or that method of communication and what works for you might not work for me and vice versa. You just kind of have to play around with it within your space. But it is something that's very, very important for current members, for our leads, for the members who have been there since the day we opened, you know, you just have to be able to communicate with them. Um, so another question that I like to ask here on the podcast is, you know, if you could wave a magic wand, snap your fingers, boom, the business is right where you want it to be today. What would that picture look like for you? That's a, always, <clears throat> that's always a tough question for me. Um, because I feel like the moment I say, I wish it looked like this is the moment that I'll be like, nah, but it could be better than that. I bet. Right. Like, like we're always looking to get to, to improve on things. I think if I could snap my fingers and the gym be what I would like it to be, it would be that we're just viewed as a trusted resource in our community. Um, a place that people can come and not just work out, but learn about their nutrition, learn how to recover, get somebody to help them recover, right? Like, like how do you stretch? Um, what, what is that post-workout meal look like for you? Because what it looks like for you and what it looks like for me could be completely different. Um, how do we find that resource? What do I do when I can't come to the gym? What do I do when I'm out of town? All of that stuff, um, we want to be able to be the number one resource in our market. People think of what, what the, whatever their problem is in the fitness space, whatever that is, they can come to us here at Anytime Fitness and we need the best. Okay. I like that. And I like the first part of it. You know, you said something, you know, this is a hard question for you to answer because you always want more. You always want more for yourself and for your businesses. Um, and that growth mindset is truly what, you know, will carry you <laughs> throughout your life. And it's so important, but I like how you want to continuously make this, you know, a trusted resource in your community, the place that people go to if they're looking for nutritional support, if, they look, if they're looking to see results in their health and wellness, like they're going to go to you. Um, and that's so important in any community that there is a place like that, um, kind of like a safe place for people to get after it. So as we close out the episode today, what I would like for you to do is just kind of tell the listener something that you wish you had learned or heard back when you first got into the industry of being a gym owner. Yeah. So um, I've always been a sales guy my whole life. I sold everything from vacuum cleaners to to cars, to real estate, to software. I mean, you name it, I, 
sold it. I've sold it at some point in time. And I, I wish that someone had told me that transparency wins in the gym industry. Um, selling vacuum cleaners, you don't want to always tell somebody that it can't suck up rocks, right? Like you don't, you don't necessarily lie to them, but you're not gonna, you're not gonna let them know like, hey, it can't suck up everything. You're gonna break this thing. So with the gym industry, um, I, I learned early on that if you're transparent and open and honest, be open with your pricing, be open with your gym, be open with your rules and your standards and what you expect from your clients and what your clients should expect from you. Um, and being truthful to yourself, um, it has taken us a really, really long way. Um, understanding that not every client is a fit. Not every, not every client's a fit for our gym. And that's okay. And so I, there are many times when we refer clients to a neighboring gym that might fit to what they're looking for a little bit better. Maybe they, they should be at a YMCA. Anytime fitnesses are not built for families, for instance, we don't, we don't have kids in our gyms. No, um, uh, uh, we don't have the staffing for it. We don't have childcare. We don't have any of that. So if that's something that someone needs, instead of me trying to sell them into something that they're just going to hate me for later on and say, man, I got to figure out a way to get out of this contract or man, I don't want to renew and, and all of that. I'll show them a different way. And 99% of the time, They'll go to the other place and then they'll realize, hey, you know what? I want my me time. And they'll come right back to us and sign up because we were open and we were on them about what we will do and what we can't and what we can't do. Um, uh, and then business wise, it's the same thing, but being truthful and honest to yourself and transparent to yourself, not shying away from the stuff that sucks. Not look, don't put your head in the sand when your numbers aren't good. Um, don't look at it as an as an overwhelming, oh, this sucks, my retention rate sucks, or my close rate suck, and I, I don't know how to get it up. Like, lean into it. And so um, nobody told me that at the onset, and I was right out of seven down. Yeah, transparency is key in this industry. Um, and another thing that kind of goes along with that is, like, you know, you could have a client walk in who says, all right, I want to lose 50 pounds in the next three months. And like, we have to just be honest with ourselves and with them, no matter how qualified of a trainer we are, we're probably not going to help them be able to help them reach that goal. You know, we don't live with them at, at their house and we're not making sure that their nutrition is on point. And so we just have to be transparent and show our clients, you know, this is going to take a lot of hard work and it might not be a reality. Um, you know, in that time frame, and so a lot of pieces that go into that, and that's a really good piece of advice. Nobody, nobody has shared an, uh, a level of advice like that. So thank you. Um, so uh, last question here: Instagram or Facebook for the gym? Where can our listeners go to find you guys online? Find us online anytimefitness.com. Um, just type in your zip code. There's over 5,500 clubs um, nationwide. And internationally, we're in a bunch of different countries. Um, all the gyms, once you sign up to one, after the first 30 days, you can use every single Anytime Fitness in the galaxy. It doesn't matter where it's at. So if you ever one on the moon, you can go there. 
Um, so it, it, it's uh, 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 anytimefitness.com and then locate my gym, put your zip code in and it'll take you right to where you want to be at. Um, and then uh, any, I think our uh, it, Facebook handle is AF Stanwood, um, facebook.com backslash AF. Awesome. Easy enough. And I thank you so much for being here today, for sharing your insight on the industry. Um, listeners for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Jacob with Body Fit Training Santa Monica out of Santa Monica, California. Jacob, what is going on, man? Happy Thursday, brother. How are you feeling? How's it going, JJ? Doing good, man. Um, had a little heat wave out here in California the past couple of weeks, but you know, being inside, we're, we're thankful for some AC here, and uh, it's been great. There we go. There we go. Look, we're excited to have you on here today, Jacob. And I think we're definitely ready to dive right into the nitty-gritty of what you have going on here with uh, Body Fit Training Santa Monica. But first... We want to give the viewers a little perspective here. And if you can go ahead and give the viewers your own description here in your own words, Jacob, of how you would describe body fit training Santa Monica and what you guys do. Yeah. Um, I'll start with a little bit of background. So I've been a personal trainer since I was like 22, um, 34 now. So about 12 years. And uh, I'm from Georgia. So I didn't move out to LA until about four years ago. Always kind of worked in the service industry. Uh, enjoyed high energy environments with, you know, good energy and just like making friends and good people. But uh, it kind of, you know, got the best of me being behind a bar for a while. So I decided to move out to Santa Monica and start a gym. Um, I, you know, always been in the personal training space, but I fell in love with group training. I actually uh, was a parts owner and manager at an F45 in Culver City which is just down the street um, for a little while. And my experience there really drew me into the community space, great energy, you know, making friends and to be able to train 30 plus people at one time, instead of just that one-on-one environment that I was used to for so many years. 
Um, but I didn't quite fall in love with the programming at F45, and that's okay, um, to each their own. So I ended up leaving there and kind of researching the world for what I thought would be a good strength and conditioning program, but then also in a group setting to where people could get coaching, uh, but not in that one-on-one environment always. So I uh, actually ended up connecting with Body Fit Training, and they were just launching out of Melbourne in Australia. So it's an Australian company. Um, I actually ended up moving to Sydney for six months in the beginning, uh, making my relationship with them. And I helped them launch the first gym in Sydney. And then my role was to take it back to America, launch the first one in Santa Monica and really be like a, a flagship studio to where we could help, you know, tour and bring people in and kind of spread throughout the United States. Um, so what we kind of do different is, as I was telling you a little bit before, we take a personal training experience, but put it in the group setting and we do proper weightlifting and mobility work and we do conditioning and cardio. And then over the course of a week, you pretty much challenge every plane of movement, muscle fiber and energy system. And then each new week, we try to progress those moves to where you can get more confident, stronger, and we run in eight week blocks of progression. So the beauty here is that you get a really high level training experience and it's a lot of fun being engaging with other members and the coaches, but you don't have to break the bank paying like a hundred, 150 bucks a session for that one-on-one training. So it's been amazing, man. We, uh, we really produce good results. I feel like when I was PT, I would see people three times a week and uh, kind of give them homework for the other three sessions. But now, you know, they're able to afford to come every single day. So there was no question if they did the workout or not, you know, their own point. That's it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I appreciate the explanation there. And so let's kind of dive right into it here, Jacob. I mean, let's start with the bare bones basics, man. Uh, how many members are you serving currently? Yeah, so we've been around 300 for the past year, um, you know, give or take a little bit. I feel like the fitness industry kind of ebbs and flows. You'll have your high time in the beginning of the year, kind of teeters off over the summer. And then after Labor Day, which is right now, um, we're seeing another, you know, huge kind of outreach and uptick in membership. So, you know, I'm hoping to get it up to close to 350 here towards the end of the year, but we're around 300 right now. Yeah. Okay. And uh, now... For you guys, I think every every gym is totally different. So just curious, saying what's been the best method of getting new people through the door? Oh man, um, I'm I'm one of those who likes to try everything and uh, see what works best, and then allocate more resources to that. Um, but over kind of the three years we've been open, definitely word of mouth is going to be key. Um, you know, we have members come in, they love the training experience, they make friends here, they tell their other friends, those friends come in, and it's just kind of like a snowball effect to where if you do a good job and you treat people right, then that good energy is going to come back to you. Um, that's not the only way we get people, obviously, online marketing, Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, we have one of the best, I think, Yelp and Google review profiles of any gyms in Santa Monica. We worked really hard to, uh, you know, kind of build that up, just asking our members if they could throw us some appreciation. And uh, we also do a lot of community events outside the gym, which, you know, me coming from the bar industry, I like to kind of host some parties and events. So we'll pop out on the beach, we'll do a beach day, we'll do some workouts at the park, which kind of brings a little bit more exposure to us as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think those little things are so big, right? I think it holds a lot of weight and it. it makes people feel like they're part of a community, right? Which is essentially what is one of the biggest things of creating that. And so 
Now, let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things were unlimited here. I mean, hypothetically speaking, of course, I mean, how much higher can you go than where, from where you're at now in terms of clients? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Um, my goal would be to, you know, when, <laughs> I don't want to do this, but it would be awesome if I could. Someone calls and they're like, hey, you know, I'm looking into joining. What's the process? And I'll be like, well, we have a wait list right now because we're full. <laughs> but I don't imagine that would happen until we're pushing around 400 members. Um, I know we do have some BFTs in Australia that have pushed a little bit over 400. And just because my studio space is a little bit smaller, I think uh, around 375, 400 would be that sweet spot where we'd kind of have to put some people on the wait list at that time. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so with all these members and where you're at now, I mean, being anywhere over 100, it's, it's a lot to manage. So how do you track, you know, how long someone's been with you when they started the lifetime value of each client? How do you track those metrics? So we actually just converted over to a new system to manage everyone. Um, but previously you would just run some reports, you know, always try to stay uh, really up to date on the demographic coming in. Uh, we're actually half male, half female, which is kind of unique as well for the group training space, seeing how we lift a lot more weights than the typical one. Um, we do have a lot of guys, but it's not, I would say as, competition driven as CrossFit. So we do have a lot of females as well. And uh, yeah, I'll just run some reports in the system and, you know, always try to, to be on top of, you know, who's coming in, who's interested, kind of who we should market to. Um, yeah, I think that answers your question. Yeah, Sorry. no, a hundred percent. I think that's great. I think as long as you are, because I think a lot of fitness professionals kind of lose sight of it. Right? I mean, you're, you're, you track your macros, your body fat, how much you weigh, all these things, but sometimes you lose sight of, of the numbers of, of the gym, you know, which goes undermined sometimes, right? But I think the fact that you're even doing anything at all is great in itself. And so going to throw a little bit of a longer winded question at you here, Jacob, but a good question in itself. Um, what we've been discussing this entire podcast and what we use pretty predominantly in the fitness and gym industry are three pillars of business, right? So maybe one, which is your lead generation, right? Getting people through the door. Two, your acquisition, which is converting somebody from an interested client to a paying client. And then three, it's your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I do believe that getting people through the door in, in my environment, you know, being in Santa Monica, I think we're like one of the most competitive fitness or at least boutique fitness markets. I think within the world, um, I can literally throw a football to like five different gyms standing in my gym right now. Like <laughs> it is really highly populated with gyms. So I, I it, the challenge in my head is like, how do we find a lot of new people move to LA? And uh, usually when we have a member actually leave on the retention part, it's because they're moving out of LA. It's not because, you know, they want to go to a different gym or having a bad experience. It's literally because, hey, you know, my job took me somewhere else. I got to move. 
Yeah. So we really want to try to capture all the new people moving into the area. And a lot of the times that has to do with just location. Like if someone moves a block or two away, as you know, convenience is huge when it comes to fitness. And they'll usually just reach out to what is close to them. Uh, so we do get a lot of people walking by because we're kind of in between in the downtown area of Santa Monica. We're smack in the middle of commercial and then residential a little bit north of us. So we're in a pretty good spot. But, you know, we have all these other areas that potentially these clients would love us. And we're just not getting in front of them fast enough because they'll reach out to their local uh, gym or the one kind of a couple of blocks away. Um, so one thing I've really been trying to do is run more eye catching uh, content as ads. So we can really try to you know, catch their attention in the beginning, get them to come in. And once they come in, I feel like if the energy is aligned, they're going to sign up and they're going to yeah. have a great, you know, great experience, get good results. But I'm never one to hard sell anything. So for me, it's more like, let's just get as many people through the doors and we'll find the right people for us and they'll find us as well. Um, instead of trying to, you know, just like freak out about every one person who comes in and trying to sell them hardcore. Um, in the past, when we have ventured into a little hard sell, it's always been, hey, let me cancel my membership, you know, like a month later. So instead of wasting both people's times, we really look for that good energy. Um, but getting as many people through the door is how we, you know, kind of find the most of those yeah. clients. Yeah, I agree 100%. And that, that's awesome. That's awesome. I appreciate the transparency with that that, that answer because I think a lot of people don't realize that there's always room for improvement. There's always room to to do more. And so I, I really appreciate you giving that perspective there. I think it's it's it serves the viewers very well. And I think that's a great perspective shift for a lot of them because regardless of success here, I mean, Jacob, you have you know upwards of 300 and some change clients, right? I think a lot of people would see that and be like, wow, like, there is more to do. Like there's more. So, uh, <laughs> always more, always, yeah. always the higher level, you know? Exactly. I love it, man. I love it. I appreciate it. So um, now uh, last two questions for you here, Jacob, man, my two favorite questions, you know, what's the bigger picture for you long-term? What are you trying to accomplish? Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of asked me myself that question all the time. Uh, it's almost like I've done so much in my life that, I'm never scared about how am I going to support myself or make money. Um, that's kind of like a secondary thought for me. It's more, you know, how do I live the lifestyle I really want to live um, along with supporting myself? And, you know, a lot of the money we make in life is just to live the lifestyle you want to live. So what really drew me to the fitness industry is I wanted a bunch of friends to go play some beach volleyball with. So I started a gym. That gave me access to good, active people, high energy, you know, people who wanted to be making friends and out there and playing sports as well. So I, I've got my community. We play volleyball all the time. I love it. And we do a lot of other fun activities as well um, around town. So a lot of value that comes from me is one, helping people. You know, that's why I started the fitness industry. Um, two, having that community and, and the friend group and just having always something to do. It's amazing feeling, you know, never kind of being lonely or bored. Um, and then the third factor would kind of be, you know, the finance and the money of it. Just pointing out something. So last year, um, we actually broke, I think we did like 1.2 million in sales and we were like 350 members last year. Um, kind of a unique experience during COVID because we were able to go outside of our studio on the patio, just on the corner 
um, where the studio is. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so like when everything was shut down, I think literally there was like Barry's boot camp had an outdoor experience and maybe one other gym in town, but with everything kind of shut down, we were able to grow, um, a lot during the pandemic, which allowed me to, you know, be around 300 right now. Um, because we got up to like 350, we were on a patio that was double the size of my studio. It was like 5,000 square feet. And we were doing 50 people to a class, almost like every class of the day. Yeah. So in that experience, like I almost fell in love with the outdoor training here in SoCal. Um, unfortunately, in my experience in Santa Monica, we did have a lot of, um, I would say mentally ill people kind of come through and it caused a lot of, you know, people to become uncomfortable, but like almost my next step, like I would love to open up a more safe kind of outdoor SoCal fitness experience um, along with an indoor and kind of make a hybrid out of it. Um, I'm not sure if there's, there's probably a few CrossFit studios that do it. I've seen around town, but, you know, maybe looking to just kind of branch off into um, some new kind of concepts that, that make sense here in this area, because I feel like SoCal is my home for life now. Yeah. Um, but having said that, I am actually looking to start a bar, um, just down the street from my gym, because I feel like, you know, all my members would love to go there and hang out. And then all the people from the bar would love to come to the gym. So it'd almost be like feeding, you know, people from place to place and kind of keeping my community, which is so important to me, instead of just going and opening up like 10 more body fits, because then I would spread myself thin. I wouldn't have that kind of community and friendships that I have now in the more tight environment. It would basically be just me managing people all day. And I'm not sure if that's the next step for me. So long answer, uh, you know, um, I'm not sure yet, but I know that there's plenty of opportunities and, and I am excited about each one that comes my way. I love that. There we go. I'm excited to see how that turns out, man. And, I, and I've got one last question for you here, my favorite question of the day, and curious to see your answer. Um, you know, if you can go back in time here, Jacob, to when you first started the gym and sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear when you first started the gym, what would that advice be for you? Ah, that's a great one. Um, I actually do a lot of validation calls for new franchisees in the body fit community. And I get asked the question like, what would you go back and do differently? every time. And it's the same answer. Um, in this experience, I believe I probably overspent about 200 grand starting this gym because it was my first venture here. And the reason why was architect, you know, the construction, the contractor, the permits, all of that was really just kind of like new territory to me. And having went through it, um, and knowing kind of the, uh, all the ins and outs of signing a lease, you know, getting it built out. So everything before the gym launches, that's where I feel like I learned the most. Um, so going back again, I would make sure my lease is something that I, you know, really am, am happy with. Um, just to be honest, I kind of got pushed over in this one, but I learned a lot and I'm happy for that knowledge and that experience. Um, so I'd make sure the lease is locked in. I would really try to own the, the launch date. So, in my opinion, before you open is one of the best times to do your sales as a gym. You don't have to pay any overhead for trainers. You don't have to pay rent if you negotiated a right lease. And you're kind of just, you know, getting people, chatting with them on the phone, developing relationships and trying to build your membership base up before launching. 
If you can do that successfully with two or 300 members pre-launch, then give those people a good experience. They're going to refer another two or 300 members. And then you're exactly where you want to be, you know, to the max. Um, so in the beginning of, of my first experience here, we lost about 50 members having to push back our launch date just because we couldn't get permits to open up the gym in time. So that whole kind of pre-sale, pre-launch phase, that's where I feel like I learned the most and I can do so much better the next time. And I am looking forward to it because I feel like, you know, wasting that 200 grand kind of set me back, but it's almost like I paid $200,000 for, you know, gym education school. And now I graduated and I'm excited to use kind of that degree um, to help me do better on the next experience. I love that. That was a mic drop of an answer there, Jacob. I appreciate that one. Look, it's a good place to wrap things up in this episode. Before we sign out, Jacob, I mean, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can check out the gym at BFT. So BFT, like body fit training, underscore Santa Monica. Uh, we actually are pretty active on our Instagram try to post stories daily and a lot of content. So you can really see like live action of the training we do. And then also, um, I'm not sure who actually listens to this podcast, but BFT has just started selling territories in America. Uh, there's only two studios open. So I imagine if, you know, you kind of aligned with what I talked about and how we deliver our experience here, unique to the other group training boutique studios, um, I would definitely reach out and see if it could be a value for you and your life. Those who listen. Yeah, there we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast, Jacob. And we look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, just so you let me know how you're going to get the podcast. I would appreciate it. I'm just going to sign everybody else out over here. Okay. Sounds good. Awesome. And to everybody else tuning in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.